Welcome back to another episode of Fat Boys Fantasy. Um, here with Bo and Brant, the double B's coming at you. Um, we're going to break down the divisional um, championship games. We're going to break down um, the top 30 wide receivers today. And uh, we're going to uh, maybe lead into the Super Bowl just a little bit. But next week, we're really going to buckle into that Super Bowl. And uh, go ahead, without further ado, let's go ahead and, uh, Finley, let's go ahead and knock out the um, uh, last week's game. Yeah, so I think it's only fair that we start with the game that happened first, first. Um, so we had... Um, Packers and Bucks. Yeah, Pack. excuse me, brain fart. I wanted to say the Saints because that's who I was hoping would be there. Uh, the Packers and Bucks was our first game of the week last week. Uh, the two old-timers, uh, Tom Brady, squaring off against Aaron Rodgers. Um, really a pretty great game uh, as far as from a, from a watching standpoint. Um, if this was a regular season game, there would have been a lot left to be desired as far as fantasy points. You had Tom Brady throw three interceptions. Uh, it would have had you scratching your head. Um, but props to the Bucks. You know, they were missing one of their best weapons the last few weeks in Antonio Brown. Uh, that defense was really after Rodgers almost the whole game. Um, Leonard Fournette looked good on the ground and really um, through the air. He caught several passes as well. Um, Tampa Bay really, um, they got cut. In my mind, they got lucky that Green Bay of all teams wasn't able to capitalize on the turnovers. Green Bay's done that all year. If, if you turn the ball over, they make you pay. Um, at least in the way of a field goal. But I guess kudos and hats off to the Tampa Bay defense um, because they were smothering. Um, you know, there there was there were several plays in this game that, that made you scratch your head. Um, first of all, that, that touchdown pass, the first touchdown of the game to Mike Evans, Tom Brady put that ball. It couldn't have been in a better spot. Just over the outstretched arm of the cornerback, I think it was that uh, King there in Green Bay. Pretty sure King gave up almost all the touchdowns this week. Yeah. Um, but perfect pass there. And then to end the half, that Scotty Miller getting around and burning the corners the there. Buzzer beater. That was that was terrible play calling by Denver, or, uh, Denver, Green Bay. And then, you know, I know Matt LaFleur is getting a lot of heat uh, for kicking a field goal there late when they were down there inside a goal to go and kicking a field goal. But realistically, it made a lot of sense to me. The defense had been playing pretty well on Green Bay side minus the first half. And uh, they actually got him in a third and long situation, but that penalty cost them, yeah. which I know a lot of people were saying it wasn't a penalty. They let him play all game. It is what it is. Um, but kudos to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, uh, proving it wasn't just Bill Belichick making him look good. Um, they're off to the Super Bowl. And uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us about the AFC game? Well, right I'm, I'm going to say something about it. the biggest thing I noticed with the Bucks this week was they were able to shut down that run really, really nicely. Aaron Jones never got off to a fiery start like he had been all year, and then he got banged up. Jamal Williams and then AJ Dillon, they just they just couldn't move that ball on the ground, and I really think that was the difference maker in that game. Uh, yeah, once again, kudos to uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks are moving on. Uh, let's break down this AFC game. It was a very high-scoring affair between the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, unfortunately, the Bills were unable to stay pace with the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a good game. It's fun to watch. Um, uh, Josh Allen, if I'm not mistaken, was the leading rusher through both games. He had more yards than anybody else. He was the leading rusher. Uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes just looked 
pretty much unstoppable. They had um, par for the course with them, basically. Yeah, I mean, they once again they didn't they get into the playoffs. It seemed like half the year they played down to their conversation or competition, and then once they get in the playoffs, they just do their thing. I mean, it's real hard to stop a guy like uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. That's the second time in NFL history that. Um, two teammates have been over 100 yards receiving, and they're both Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey in the week before and this this past week. Um, so uh, the Chiefs, I mean, like I said, there's not much to say. They came out. They did what they, they, they said they were going to do. Um, what's going to be crazy is Tampa Bay is known for shutting down the run. Well, Kansas City doesn't run a whole lot. Yeah, they had 100 yards rushing. Well, one of those rushes was 50 yards by McCole Hardman. Um, the other one, I mean, you had 52 yards from Darrell Williams, seven yards from – Edwards Alaire than five from Mahomes. So they don't use the rush too much. I, I Patrick Mahomes is I mean, he threw for over four hundred yards last time these two last time Tampa Bay and them uh matched up. So uh it's gonna be a good Super Bowl, fun Super Bowl to watch. It's gonna be a high scoring affair. Um I'll go ahead since we're not really getting into it. I will say the line opened up at three and a half point favorites for the Kansas City Chiefs, which Honestly, I think that's a great line for them. Yeah, it is worth noting Eric Fisher went down in that game and is going to miss the Super Bowl with a torn Achilles. So that'll definitely be interesting to see uh, how Tampa Bay's uh, edge rushers, Jason Pierre-Paul, Nadonikin Sue, and all of them are able to get after it. One thing I will say about this game before we move on too hard is from a fantasy standpoint, anyway, I've invested pretty heavily in McCole Hardman the last several years, especially in Dynasty um, and – it looked pretty bleak after he fumbled and muffed that punt that led to the touchdown for Buffalo. Um, but there's so many viral um, videos going around of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey coming over and telling him, like, hey, man, like, let's be us. We've been here before. Atone for it. You're going to make a play today. And he made two plays. Yes, he had he that touchdown, touchdown catch and then that 50-yard jet sweep, which was insane. Pretty much almost back-to-back plays because they had the touchdown yeah. and then got the ball back. and That that uh, that. That speed that he shows there definitely makes me excited with all the free agent wide receivers there in Kansas City for next year. I'll be interested to see what happens with him moving forward. Absolutely. Uh, McCole Hardman's a guy to definitely keep your eye on and uh, redraft, see what Kansas City does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, let's let's break down our brackets here for our hot shot bet real quick. I'm pretty pretty sure we're pretty much at the end of we're, it. I'm taking a shot of hot sauce yes. next week um, on air. It's going to be fantastic. I had the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You had the Bills and Saints. I had Correct. the Chiefs and Packers. So, yeah, it's pretty much over. Uh, so, I mean, let's get ready. Let's, we got a Super Bowl coming up. By the way, uh, just to mention, on Sunday this week, there is no football. Um, but there is a Pro Bowl celebration. I, I'm not even sure what time. I think it's at three yeah, o'clock. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'll have my uh, my attention spent elsewhere. Yes. Um, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that. Whatsoever. I'm not either. Uh, then they have some Madden tournament they're going to be doing with the Pro Bowlers. Just for anybody that might be interested, and it is something to note for Correct. it as part, you know, NFL. So uh, you, I know you got the list there. I want to get in these th- these receivers. We're going to do top top thirty. Correct. Correct. We're going to do top 30 receivers. We're going to talk about movers and shakers, some free agents, some people that may have their you know, uh, outcome of next year come out with QB changes. We're going to talk about some rookies coming in that may have some huge impact with certain teams. We'll talk about some teams that may need some wide receivers in the draft too. Yes. We're going to, we're going to dig in deep with these wide receivers because I think that's the deepest, the deepest class in fantasy is, is wide receivers of drafting. So we're, we're going to do this slightly differently than we did last week with the, um, with the running backs. Um, 
I know last week I went through the, the, the top running backs, the top 20 really quickly. Um, I want to spend a little bit more time going through the list as we go through it and, and talking about what, what some of these guys were able to accomplish. Um, you want to start at the bottom of the list and work our way up, or you want to start at the top and go down? Let's start at the bottom. Let's right. start at the bottom. Let's do 30 through 20, discuss them guys a little bit in the 30 through 20 range, and then we'll just keep working right. our way up. Yeah, I'm good with that. So at number 30, um, we had coming in with um, the season he did, um, Will Fuller um, granted the PED suspension, hurt him probably from being a top 15 uh, wide receiver. T. Higgins was at number 29. Uh, Corey Davis was at 28. Chase Claypool was at 27. Cooper Cup was at 26. Cole Beasley was at 25. Curtis Samuel was at 24. Deontay Johnson was at 23. CD Lamb was at 22. And at number 21 was DJ Moore. What one of these guys, Walker, out of the, out of the 30 to 21 range, shocked you the most that they're this high? And then tell me which one shocked you the most that they're down this low. Well, one that shocked me the most that was down this low is Cooper Cup. We know he was banged up, missed a little, missed a couple games. Uh, Cooper Cup being this low is 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 crazy to me. Now in this range, there's there's quite a few names. Um, Cole Beasley's one, but the one that I really think shocked me the most was T Higgins coming out. T Higgins, Chase Claypool. Let me get both them rookies in there. Yeah. Uh, T Higgins coming out, losing his quarterback and losing his rookie quarterback that he was, you know, drafted to build chemistry with and possibly be the new number one there in Cincy. Um, him staying there in the top 30 definitely definitely was worth noting. And then Chase Claypool came out of nowhere. Everyone thought that, oh, this guy's getting drafted. He's just a big body wide receiver. He's going to play a lot of tight end, help block. Comes out of nowhere. Now a lot of big games out of Chase Claypool, but I'm pretty sure we had a few disappearing acts from him too. He had some low-scoring games. But uh, Chase Claypool being being on this top thirty list, it, it makes me happy for for uh, for a guy coming out of Notre Dame, me being an Irish fan. Um, I didn't think he was going to do this well. Um, and T Higgins, it, it makes me excited to watch this uh, new class. And then I mean, you do yeah, have another rookie two, up there too. Two, two guys I drafted in the dynasty league, and neither one of them are still on my roster, which is a poor roster management there. I'm absolutely, like absolutely. Um, but so uh, the one that's the most shocking to fall that low to me is DJ Moore. DJ Moore was a top five fantasy wide receiver last year. I understand that there was a quarterback change. I get all that. Uh, I understand that the the head coaching change, Joe Brady being the offensive coordinator, it was more spread the ball out, do things with that. Um, but DJ Moore, to me, was a guy that I thought had a chance to repeat. Is not necessarily a top five, but a top fifteen without question. Granted, he's not too far from fifteen at twenty one. Right, but where he was drafted this year, especially in redraft leagues, was probably disappointing to how he finished for a lot of folks. Imagine he went in the second, third, fourth round, somewhere in that in that range, and you drafted him based on what he did last year as a top five wideout, and got a top twenty wide or a top thirty wideout. A little disappointing, but the one that that shocked me the most um, to be there was Corey Davis. Corey Davis in, in his three-year career, or four, this is his fourth season, has never, he, he finished 27th in 2018. His rookie year he was 105, and then last year he was 65th. So maybe Corey Davis has got to own every other year is what I'm seeing here. <laughs> um, but Corey Davis really shocked me and, and um, – was was nice to see because I definitely liked him coming out of Western Michigan and, and was had high hopes for him coming out. 
And then he's – I didn't realize he was that good two years ago. I must have missed that. Um, but since A.J. Brown's been there, A.J. Brown is the, is the guy there, obviously. With, with Corey Davis, some people say you may have to wait a few years to see your, your wide receiver blossom into a, a good top 30, top 20 wide receiver. Corey Davis may be one of those guys. He um, Unfortunately, um, he will be a free agent this offseason. Um, he could end up going somewhere. He could end up staying in, in – uh, Tennessee, but yeah, Corey Davis, I absolutely loved. I, I was a big fan of him coming out of college and, and and going to Tennessee. He was the number one there for what two two years because this is AJ Brown's second. So yeah, two years he was the number one there. Right. Um, Corey Davis is a guy that I, I think he's 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 looking up and looking to move the right way. Um, let's just, I mean, it all with him. It all depends where he ends up landing. What what are, what's your um, percentage that you think he stays in Tennessee? Um, I think I think you're over fifty percent. I think you're probably sixty sixty five percent that he stays in Tennessee. They like what they have there. That offense it, that offense runs through Derrick Henry. They got two great wide receivers on the outside with AJ Brown and Corey Davis. I think he ends up. I think sixty five seventy actually is what I'm going to say that he stays in Tennessee. He I, I just there's so many names out there on the free agency which we'll break into. Uh, Will Fuller was another one that's on this uh, twenty one to thirty list. Um, that's a free agent. So I mean, you got you got a lot of big names out there that are, that are going to be out on the market. So I think Corey Davis just he might be the under the radar guy that may miss out on a contract. Yeah, I, I definitely see him being paid less than some of the other free agents that are out there. Let's just run through the free agents real quick before we get into the next ten guys. Okay, just that way we ha- that way the, the, everybody has an, an idea of where the free agents stand. All right, I got Juju Smith-Schuster, probably the biggest name on the free agent list. Kenny Galladay is probably the second biggest name on the on the free agent list. Then you got Marvin Jones Jr., Kenny Galladay, oh, I already said Galladay, Corey Davis, AJ Green, Allen Robinson. I'm sorry, I did miss that name. Is by far I think the biggest name on the free sure. agent list. Ty Hilton, I think he ends up staying in there. Keelan Cole, uh, Will Fuller, Antonio Brown is worth mentioning that he is a free agent. Rashard Higgins, Alan Lazard, and one another big name is Chris Godwin. I don't see him going very far. I think he uh, maybe moves a house, but he's staying there. If you own one of those guys in those free agencies in a dynasty or a keeper league or whatever the case may be, which one of those guys are you most excited about possibly getting a chance to go someplace else? Well, you, you already know my answer for the for, for the listeners out there. Mine is Kenny Galladay. I, I, I loved him this year coming out. He was my number one wide receiver I drafted. Unfortunately, he had a bad season. I love to see where Kenny Galladay is going. And now Juju, Allen Robinson, those names are probably what you would think. I think Allen Robinson stays in Chicago because I think Chicago is going to make a QB change that's going to make him healthy or happy. And I think Juju ends up going somewhere now. Juju ends up in a number two role. With a good quarterback, he could be in for his boom year again. My biggest one, I, I, I love Kenny Galladay. I just I want to see where he goes. And with him being a free agent this year and having a down year, you could see him become a number two wide receiver somewhere and take less, less coverage from a number one corner and really have a breakout year. Yeah, so the one that's the most exciting to me is Will Fuller. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, my gosh, PED, da-da-da, how could you be a fan of him? Listen, whether he was on PEDs or not, the man was on an cr- insane pace this year. Absolutely. Uh, it was unfortunate what happened. It stunk for fantasy owners because you had a top five wide receiver, top ten wide receiver just fall off the face of the earth. But what excites me about Will Fuller is how close him and Deshaun Watson are. Deshaun Watson ends up in New York or Miami. I wouldn't be shocked to see Will Fuller follow him. Absolutely. There's already the added chemistry, and if something like that happens where Deshaun Watson – and Will Fuller both go together to a, a better organization that's not going to run it into the ground, I'm excited about it. 
So Will Fuller is the one that intrigues me the most. I won't say Will Fuller is the best name on the list, but Will Fuller definitely intrigues me the most because I want to see if he follows. Um, yeah, I want to see if he follows Deshaun Watson. I think if Will Fuller stays in Houston, his value plummets. And I, and and with with you talking about Will Fuller is is absolutely is intriguing because I mean how close how close was he to being a, a Green Bay Packer in the in the yeah, in, absolutely. the middle of the year with the trades? Uh, so I mean Will Fuller ends up somewhere. He's the speed guy. He's uh, I'm not gonna say he's the Tyreek Hill, but he is that guy to most teams where he's the speed guy. He'll break off. But he proved this year that he can do it over the middle too. So he's he's legitimate wide receiver one. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's got to miss one game to start the year. Yeah, he'll do miss week one, which is no big deal. No, I mean it. I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd invest a high draft pick unless you know where he's going with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, then I mean, you may have to. I mean, if he goes with Deshaun Watson or he goes someplace where there's an established quarterback um, and, and there's there's not a whole lot of mouths to feed in that system, maybe he's worth a, a, a still a top six seven round draft pick. I'd still put him in the 8 to 10 range where I'd want to draft him just because that one game is a big deal regardless of whether or not it, it becomes more than that or where he's at. I'd right. Missing anybody for any time stinks as a fantasy owner, especially if it's somebody you're, you're spending high draft capital on. Absolutely, absolutely. But anyway, moving on with the list. At number 20, you had Juju Smith-Schuster we just mentioned as a free agent. Marvin Jones Jr. we just mentioned as a free agent came in at 19. Robbie Anderson at 18. Scary Terry McLaurin at 17, Brandon Cooks at 16, Keenan Allen at 15, Amari Cooper at 14, Robert Woods at 13, Mike Evans at 12, and Adam Thielen at number 11. Okay. Um, the, what, what name shocks you the most about being in this range, that, that they're this high? Um, I'm going to let you take this because I think we're probably eyeballing about the same one. Robbie Anderson's probably the one that makes, you know, that makes the most like, you know what, you're you're shaking your head, so I'll, I'll let you have Robbie Anderson. Marvin Jones Jr. is the one that I'll that I'll say surprises me. Uh, you could even make an argument for for Brandon Cooks because Brandon Cooks was quiet as all get out for the first half of the season, absolutely in Houston there um, when it was all the Will Fuller show. Uh, but Marvin Jones Jr. Um, has been a guy for the last what several years who's been a complete disappearing act. One game, he's similar to what Mike Evans did last year, but not as good, where he'll have one game where he goes for 35 points. The next week, he doesn't have a catch. Right. Um, granted, it, it, it was different last year because Kenny Galladay was healthy. Uh, but Marvin Jones was the number one by all, by all stretch of the imagination this year in Detroit because of Galladay's absence. So he's drawing the best corner and was still able to, to find himself with 978 yards receiving – and uh, just really, uh, seventy-six receptions isn't what you'd expect him to have, but he had. Um, let me see, nine touchdowns, which is tied for second highest in his career. He had ten his, his second year in the league, um, back when he was with Cincinnati. Um, but this is this is his highest finish since two thousand seventeen where in, in PPR formats he finishes the number 10 wide receiver. So Marvin Jones is definitely a shock to me. Absolutely. Mine is, uh, once again, Robbie Anderson. Um, once again, came over from uh, the Jets, correct? Yep. So, I mean, everyone everyone slept on this guy. Uh, he came in. We all thought DJ Moore was going to be the number one guy. Uh, Robbie Anderson comes into his Carolina offense, um, gets reunited with his college coach. Um, Robbie Anderson's season was just – it was low-key – 
it, it, it wasn't out there popping heads or anything else. Yeah, he had a great year. I mean, he had, what, uh, five total games under 15 points, I think? Six, six total games under 15 points. Um, just Robbie Anderson being up there is, is crazy to see, especially when a lot of people slept on him and thought he was done and thought he was just nothing but a burner. Um, the name that, that shocks me the most about being this low is, is Scary Terry. Yeah. He was, in my mind, Scary Terry's a top 10 wide receiver, if not possibly a top five. Um, I know they had a whole lot of quarterback change over there at the Washington football team. But Terry being this low ain't going to stay like that. He's the number one. He's proven he's the number one there at Washington. You get Washington a quarterback, and you're going to see Scary Terry moving his, moving his way back up there into the top 10. Absolutely. So the one that, that shocks me being this low the most is Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen is, is – is shocking to me only in the simple fact that um, I owned him for the first half of the season in fantasy, and it seemed like he never had a game where he didn't have ten total or ten plus targets, let alone receptions. Uh, he had one game with what seventeen receptions this year. Um, so Keenan Allen being this low, granted he, he missed two games, um, but you'd still think with the way he was playing and the way Justin Herbert was looking for him, that two games would have kept him inside the top ten. Um, I, I think Keenan Allen moving forward is definitely a top 10 wide receiver. Um, but he, he'd be the most shocking to me to be that low. Keenan, Keenan Allen to me and, and is one of those guys that when you go into a redraft league or, or a keeper league and he's not kept, he's one of those guys that you go in there and you're like, oh, you're drafting, you're drafting, you get to like the fifth, sixth round, you're like, Keenan Allen, why is that name still on the board? Because you know he's good. Uh, you know he's always out there getting targets. Mm-hmm. He doesn't drop a whole lot. Keenan Allen's one of those guys. I'm sorry, after this season he did put up. He showed the chemistry with Herbert. I don't think he's going to be that guy anymore where you're sitting back and you're like, well, what? he's that guy that everyone overlooks. Keenan Allen's going to be one one name to make sure you own. The, the plus side with Keenan Allen is he, once again, I think will be slept a little bit on moving forward. Keenan Allen's one of those guys that's a wide receiver one numbers. But you're going to end up being able to plug him into your wide receiver two spot in a lot of leagues. So, interesting, since we're talking about it, Keenan Allen's been in the league, just finished his eighth season. Absolutely. He's had three out of eight years outside of the top 20 um, as, a, as a wide receiver. His best finish was number uh, – it was 2017, with the first year of being a Los Angeles Charger instead of a San Diego Charger when he finished number three. But the three years where he missed – or the three years that he didn't finish top 20, only one of those years did he have a full season. He, in 2016, he played one game, and in 2015, he played eight games. Now, so just over, I mean, just under a half a half a year in that one. Correct. Now, it also is worth noting with Keenan Allen, which may scare people off of him possibly, is that out of his eight years, only three of the years has he played a full season. Right, and that and that's one of the reasons that you see Keenan Allen always slide in drafts. Yeah, he does have a good in, or he does have a noted injury history, but when he's on the field, he's 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 a baller. Absolutely, he's, he's a guy that you want in your lineup. Absolutely. You don't put him out. There's nothing in it. it, it don't find a way to get him the ball. Would you rather have Keenan Allen next year with Justin Herbert or three years ago with Phillip Rivers? I'm going forward. He proved that he is the go-to guy with Herbert. Herbert loves him. I'm moving forward. And Herbert's second favorite target, Hunter Henry, might be gone. I'm moving forward uh, with Keenan Allen. Is Hunter Henry really his second favorite target? I mean, look at the target numbers. Austin Eckler would be the second favorite target. Well, yeah, I guess he would yes. be. Yeah. But Austin Eckler. Wide receiver, tight end. Would be Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. He may be gone. That's going to open up some targets. I, I think 
well, we'll get into that in a minute. Hang on a minute. Let's finish out the top ten. Number ten, A.J. Brown. Number nine, Tyler Lockett. Number eight, Allen Robinson. Number seven, D.K. Metcalf. Number six, Justin Jefferson. Number five, Calvin Ridley. Number four, DeAndre Hopkins. Number three, Tyreek Hill. Number two, Stephon Diggs. And number one, Devontae Adams. Now, before we digress into this a little bit, I want it to be noted, you and I both said this year that the number one fantasy wide receiver would be... Devontae Adams. And who was the number one wide receiver? Devontae Adams. All right, folks. Even keep, missing games. Keep listening. We're going to help you win some leagues next Absolutely. Year. Absolutely. Devontae Adams should have been the number one wide receiver off the board in any draft. I, I Even when he was missing games, I still didn't think that we were going to be wrong with him being the number one. Uh, he did – He, I mean – Devonte Adams is 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 a stud. Um, I he has a very good shot of repeating as number one. Maybe we'll dig into that a little bit during this off season here. Um, so the name that surprises me that he's this high. Oh, just step on my toes for saying this. You already know where I'm going to go. Is Tyler Lockett? This man he put up four different games. He put up points to put him this high. Tyler Lockett should not be in the top ten. He's not a top ten fantasy wide receiver. Tyler Lockett, I mean, he's he's a flex play at best. It's He's a great flex play because if he goes off and puts up wide receiver numbers, you're great. But, yeah. yeah he, if, he also, if, he, if you've got him in your flex and he has three receptions for 12 yards, you're also not, like, crying because you're, right. you're wide receiver one or two. Tyler Lockett, his ADP is going to skyrocket because of what he did, unfortunately. That's what people are going to be like, oh, he finishes wide receiver number nine. Yeah, well, how many games did he really finish inside the top ten? And I hate saying this because I love Tyler Lockett. I mean, I'm, as, as a homer, it, it, him being this high is just – I mean, it, unfortunately it is to say that it was due to multiple games of big numbers, but there was a hang lot on, of disappointment. Hang on a minute. So I want, I want to – let's get into this a little bit. Let's not. <laughs> Walker and myself got into a pretty heated debate, which is shocking to a lot of people, um, about whether DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett was the guy to own. DK finished seven, Tyler Lockett finished nine. Granted, we're saying a lot of it came off of a certain amount of games. I'd rather own 100 receptions than 80, than 83. If I'm playing in a PPR format, I will take my chances with 100 receptions over 83 every day of the week. Tyler Lockett had 100 receptions. DK Metcalf had 83. If I'm moving forward next year in non-dynasty leagues, I'm still, and I may be in this boat by myself, but I'm still... Looking at Tyler Lockett before I am DK Metcalf. Just solely on the fact that Tyler Lockett had 17, 17 more receptions than DK Metcalf. And they both played in 16 games this year. All, neither one of them missed a game. So what does that tell me? Obviously, you watch the Seahawks games a lot harder than I do. But it tells me Russell still looks for, for Tyler more than he does DK. Absolutely. Tyler Lockett's the breakdown wide receiver. So when the play breaks down and Russell has to scramble, which is a lot, Lockett is. Lockett gets a lot of screen passes, too, because of his speed. Lockett, this is to note, Lockett is the uh, now, with 100 on the dot, the uh, broke the Seahawks record for most catches in a year. This is the first time Seattle's ever had a receiver with 100 catches. So I think he repeats. I don't. I think, I, I think you're going to see a lot more of DK. And I, 
as a Seahawks fan, I hope he does repeat. Absolutely, they both have ten touchdowns. They both the the, the guy that they look for in the in the red zone. Uh, Seattle's offense moving forward is going to shift, and I hope it shifts for the better back into letting Russ cook, getting him some protection. And using the and not not trying to ground and pound the ball out as much as I love watching you know beast running backs. You had I mean in, in our past we've had Marshawn Lynch, Thomas Rawls, Chris Carson, some big guys that like to just barrel over people. I, I, DK I think is the guy to move forward and own on. He he's definitely um, he's going to get drafted higher. Uh, you can't go wrong if, if you get Lockett as a flex wide receiver. You can't go wrong with that. DK is going to be drafted as a number one wide receiver in, in most drafts. So. Moving forward, I'd rather own DK, but moving Would forward, you, I'm going to probably own more Tyler Lockett because of his later uh, ADP. Oh, that bring, is bringing me to my next question. Was DK Metcalf's production this year better enough to where you're comfortable taking him in the second round versus letting Tyler Lockett slide to you in the fifth or sixth? No, I'm still going to take Tyler Lockett exactly. later. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Is I'd re- if I'm looking to own one of the two of them, I would rather pay the fifth or sixth round draft capital or maybe even the seventh round draft capital that's going to net me Tyler Lockett versus paying the first or second overall, first, second, or third even round pick on DK Metcalf. If DK Metcalf slides to me in the fourth, I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. Right. I don't want to pay a higher premium than that for him. Let it be known Tyler Lockett is the most trusted wide receiver in Seattle. They each had uh, – DK had 129 targets. Lockett had 132. He had three more targets, but he had 17 more catches. So, Russell looks for Lockett when the play breaks down. And as a Seahawks fan, I'm hoping that stops. I'm hoping we get a line and he can just sit back there and enjoy the, the Patrick Mahomes way of just chilling back there and finding his open guys or making his own yards. The odds of that happen are slim to none. But, yeah, moving forward, I'm going to fade off with a high draft capital for DK until he can show me that this is consistency. DK showed me, I said it, I may have been a little, uh, had the little brown bottle flu after watching my Seahawks lose to the Rams in the first week of the playoffs. But I messaged you, and I said, DK, in my mind, has shown he is not an elite wide receiver. An elite wide receiver gets it done regardless of who's covering him. DK got shut down three times this year to um, Jalen Ramsey. And guess what? You got to see him twice every year. It don't matter. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with Patrick, you. Patrick, uh, uh, before we move on with that, Peterson over there in Arizona also shut him down one. I, I, I definitely agree with you that DK is not elite yet. DK is going to be elite if he starts acting and using his body the way it's built. He's the biggest freak of nature in the NFL right now. If he starts going up and taking these balls away that some of these cornerbacks are deflecting and he starts using his size and his strength to his advantage, I, 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 definitely, I definitely see DK Metcalf proving his elite status. Um, but moving on from, from your beloved Seahawks that I know you could talk about all day. Good. Um, I'd rather talk about the Rams. Um, no, uh, the one that surprises me – and I'm really shocked we weren't on the same wavelength for, with this one, is Stefan Diggs. Oh, absolutely. It surprises me. I, I wouldn't have taken Stefan Diggs in the ninth round of a fantasy draft this year. <laughs> no. I, I, would have, I would have much rather gobbled up rookies at that point, uh, started looking for a quarterback. I, D- Stefan Diggs was not on my radar this year. I thought with the way that Buffalo team was built and the way that Buffalo team 
operated last year, I would have thought Stephon Diggs would be a guy that would have seven touchdowns, but they'd all come on 70-yard plays, and that would be the extent of his fantasy season. Well, he did only have eight touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, correct. But, but boy, was I ever wrong. 1,535 uh, yards and 127 receptions. I mean, he definitely went off, and a lot of that was due to the fact that Josh Allen's proved he's a, a consistent passer. Absolutely. Um, but, boy, I still don't think I'm taking Stephon Diggs in, in, in fantasy drafts above, you know, DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, DK Metcalf or uh, – there's there's several guys that I I still at this point in my in my where I'm at with my fantasy rankings would probably still even consider taking Keenan Allen over Stephon Diggs, um, but Stephon Diggs being the number two wide receiver take. is is if Devonte Adams misses one more game, which I understand that's a handicap <laughs> on Devonte Adams and how good he is, but if Stephon if if Devonte Adams misses one more game, we're talking about Stephon Diggs as the number one fantasy wide receiver rather than rather I, than. Al- I don't think he moves up. I mean, you're looking at it that he had already, he had 17 more, or sorry, 12 more receptions, almost 200 more yards. Well, Adams had 10 more touchdowns. Yeah. So if we we take away one, if Adams misses one of his three touchdown games, maybe it's a little closer. Maybe it's a little closer, but yeah. Uh, Yes, I understand I'm dreaming and I'm reaching a little bit here, but I digress. Um, So so that wraps up our top 30. Hang on, hang on. I I want to mention... Two names. First off, I've never been a Tyreek Hill truther. This year proved to me that it, Tyreek Hill is an actual elite receiver. I, I, in my mind, I always thought he was a burner. I, well, I actually got a chance to sit down and watch him play, and, and he finds the holes in defense. Tyreek Hill is, is definitely a, a top five wide receiver moving forward. Uh, all of you know that. Um, I just want to make sure you guys do know that I, am, I do make mistakes and have, have bad judgments. This name right here, I absolutely love him. Watching him play, Justin Jefferson surprised me. Broke all sorts of records this year. Justin Jefferson, he did it with seven touchdowns. Out of your top ten wide receivers, only two players had less. DeAndre Hopkins, that's a huge name. Allen Robinson, huge name. Justin Jefferson did this on seven touchdowns. He had 1,400 yards receiving on 88, 88, 88 catches. So, Justin Jefferson moving forward is going to make – impacts in fantasy definitely top 10 wide receiver moving forward yeah it's definitely worth noting that um out of everybody in the top 10 he by far averaged the most yards after catch or yards per catch with 15.9 yards per catch so that i mean that definitely is is an interesting and, and wild stat to see um let's let's do a couple things here the first thing i want to do is I want you to take two names out of the top 30. And not saying that they're going to have an injury, but I want you to tell me two guys that are inside the top 30 this year that finish outside of the top 30 next year. Outside of the top 30 next year. Outside of the top 30. Outside. I want I want one of them to be one that's like, yeah, that makes sense. And I want one of them to be a leap. I want you to give me one that's that might shock people. I think Robbie Anderson falls out of your top top thirty. Okay. So that's my obvious one. Okay. Another name that may fall out of the top thirty. Why don't you give me your obvious one? Let me scroll through this list here one more time. So my obvious one that is in the top thirty that I don't think is, will be there next year is I suppose we'll both pick on the same team. But I, I don't think Curtis Samuel makes the top 30 next year. Um, Curtis Samuel did a lot and got a lot of uh, gadget plays when Christian McCaffrey was out. Um, and and the, the Carolina drew a lot up for him um, that 
got him involved in, in, in his speed, um, which kudos to Joe Brady and, and the Carolina Panthers for, for finding ways um, to, to make up some of the, the excitement with Christian McCaffrey out. But Curtis Samuel is the one that I think falls out. I mean, I'm looking through these names, and, and there's not a whole lot of, oh, yeah, these guys are going to fall out. If I had to take a stab at somebody, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen. We'll fall out of the top 30 if I'm going to take a stab out of someone. Um, honestly, I think he falls into the 21 to 30 range. Um, Justin Jefferson coming out. You really don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like. We know they're a run-first team. So I'm going to go with Adam Thielen. I think he has the biggest opportunity to possibly fall out of the top 30. Um, mine that I think falls out. Boy, this is – when I said it, I didn't think it was going to be this difficult. But this is – this is tough. There's a lot of good names in here, but there's also <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of good names missing. But yes. there's a lot of names up there: Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, um, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Those names that that probably wouldn't be in the top thirty if people like your Julio Jones, um, Michael and, Thomas, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay. Those guys miss don't miss time. They move up into the top thirty. Uh, Cole Beasley's another name that shouldn't probably be up there. Tyler Boyd missed time. Chris Godwin missed time. Those are names that you know are going to move back up, but those names that probably shouldn't be there are there. So the one that I'm going to say, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to catch a, some flack. Let's get, let's get this fired up. Let's get some spice into this life here. Uh, Robert Woods is the one that I think is going to fall <laughs> out. Uh, Boy, but, if we were doing this podcast pre Pre-2020 season, we'd be doing another hot shot bet, we would. and you would we, be sucking would, it down. We would not. <laughs> there was injuries involved in that bet, so it was null and void. Even though I was wrong, even if he played, it wouldn't have changed, but I digress. <laughs> Robert Woods falls out, and the reason I think Robert Woods falls out is because I think Cooper Cup rebounds. Absolutely. Cooper Cup didn't fall out. I, I understand that Cooper Cup's still a top 30 wide receiver, but 25, or excuse me, 26 for Cooper Cup is his... Uh, well, I guess it's not that low for him. Um, he's also been a, t- a top five wide receiver last year. But I, I just think uh, Cooper Cup gets back into that limelight. Uh, the Rams have found their running game, which benefited Cooper Cup quite a bit when Gurley was still there running the ball. Cooper Cup's the one to me that I think falls out. And, and I Part of the Cooper Cup or Robert Woods? Sorry, Robert Woods. Sorry, yes. Robert Woods, <laughs> Robert Woods is a terrible, I agree terrible, terrible, terrible wide, re- wide receiver. Um, so, obviously, um, I, we're going to get into this a little bit, too. We're going to do it the same way when we do the ones that we think will crawl in. I want an <laughs> obvious one that will crawl back in. You're out of your you're out of your mind if you think Robert Woods is falling. And well, I might The man be. does it. He just comes out. He does it so quietly. I, I might be, but. I got a hunch. Okay. And my hunch is that Robert Woods sucks. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm not a Robert Woods fan. I don't like Robert Woods. I don't Bobby know why. Bobby Trees be like, out there doing it, though. I don't like, I don't know why I don't like Robert Woods, but nonetheless, I don't like Robert and Woods. And this is coming from a rival team here. Robert Woods just gets out there I and does it. I understand. Listen, I can take, I know a rival team. I got, I got to watch Michael Thomas all year. Oh, Mike yeah. Oh, come on now. Um, now, first no, off, what I want, hang on, okay. hang on. What I want to do here is I want an obvious one that crawls into the top 30, and I want an obvious or an, uh, like a shocking one that makes it back into the top We're 30. doing the obvious ones that crawl in. You're pulling out Julio Jones. Why? No, that's way too obvious. Okay, I'm going to say Julio Jones no, is going to. It's Devontae yeah. Parker's the obvious one. He's a top five wide receiver. You want mine? You ready for this? This All is right. my not so obvious one. Okay. I love this kid last year. 
I love him this year. I own him this year. Jacoby Myers calls eh. in. If he eh. gets a QB there, Jacoby Myers will crawl into the top 30. We said top 30. We didn't we're say talking, top 10. We're talking ifs. I want a guy who's in a spot right now <laughs> who it doesn't matter what he gets is going to be there. Okay. LaVisca Chenault. Okay. I totally agree. But then again, that's an if because <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. That's not what's there right now. Whatever. I'll give you LaVisca Chenault. That's fine. I think LaVisca Chenault goes in even if Lawrence doesn't. I love LaVisca Chenault. I, I think year. I think LaVisca Chenault is a, is a top 30 wide receiver. We're talking about creeping in. Your obvious one. Your obvious one. Obvious one, obvious one, obvious one, obvious one. I'm trying not to do too obvious, like you know. Well, you, you want to talk about the same team? You could make an argument for DJ Chart getting back up there as an obvious. Yeah, that's one. an obvious one. Um, well, I'll say I'll say my non-obvious one while you're while you're looking for an obvious one. My non-obvious one to me is Cortland Sutton. So yeah, Cortland Sutton obviously missed the whole year with an ACL injury this year. But Cortland Sutton's now going to have Jerry Judy opposite, which should help both immensely get back up into the. I wouldn't be shocked to see Jerry Judy and um, Jerry Judy and uh, Cortland Sutton be there. But Cortland or Cortland Sutton was injured this year, so I'm going to I'm going to exclude him from that list as well because he was a top thirty wide receiver last year, barring injury. Um, my op, my non obvious one to me, and again I've, I talked about this kid earlier. I, I'm a super fan of McCole Hardman moving forward. Um, Sammy Watkins is gone. Demarcus Robinson is gone next year. I like McCole Hardman's chances a lot. McCole Hardman might be infringing on um, one of the guys that I must own next year, which we will have a segment on, our, on that next year. We still haven't got a name for it yet, but we're working on it. But McCole Hardman, Hardman will be a name you hear me mention a lot this offseason. Absolutely. My, uh, my obvious one is Kenny Galladay. I thought we weren't doing injuries. No, I said we're not doing your obvious, obvious like Julio Jones and everything. I think Kenny Galladay gets back in. I'm sorry, these obvious ones are kind of hard for me. I I want to go with I want to go with one that's not so obvious like you know your Julio Jones and everything. Uh, let me scroll back down here. Um, T. Y. Hilton. I think I think T, I, we'll go with him as my obvious one. I think T. Y. Hilton crawls back into the top thirty. I think he re-signs with. Um, with Indy, and I think he becomes the most trusted wide receiver with whatever QB they got. Speaking oh, of yeah. QBs, hang, hang on. Can I? Can Can your boy get an obvious one here? I thought you already hit that. Come on, man! I hit two non-obvious ones. <sighs> My obvious one is not so obvious, but it should be. Who? Julio Jones? Mike <laughs> Williams from the Los Angeles Charger is a huge name that has slept on. He's slept on harder than Keenan Allen is. And Mike Mike Williams, he's he's been a top thirty wide receiver once. He was just outside of the top thirty last year, and he he's a full season with with Justin Herbert and a full off season with with Herbert being the guy, not going in expecting Tyrod Taylor to be the guy. I think Mike Williams has a really good chance. He's only twenty six years old, and he's a freak of nature. He's six four, two hundred eighteen, and he's quick. I, I love Mike Williams' chances to, to, to be in there. Robert Woods will, will be higher will than, be, than, than Mike Williams. <laughs> mm. 
Let's I'm say, really biting my tongue to not make a hot shot bet with you right now. But I'll I'm do not, it right I'm here, not, right now. I'm not doing that one. I'm just not going to <laughs> because I'm already down. I'm already doing the first hot shot bet. I got to get one with you doing a hot shot before I make an ignorant bet. <laughs> we will have a season-long bet that has some serious kick to it with the hot shot. Yeah, we got a good buddy of ours that uh, definitely knows how to fry up some hot stuff. He, uh, We've already talked to him. He's definitely going to uh, donate to the cause and see if uh, it, it's a one-man show after the loser of that hot shot does it. Could turn into a one-man show. Now, we, we led into a whole lot of injuries and stuff talking. I want to lead into the quick. Yes, we've done this every week. Oh, yeah, we got to get the rookies we gotta, out. I, I, wa- I want to hear one rookie. One rookie from you. Actually, let's, 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 let's digress I, a little bit because we're both on similar wavelengths with one rookie. And that one rookie that I don't think will be in there that a lot of people will think will be is Devonta Smith. Devonta Smith. Ta. Devonta Smith. I don't I, even, I, I, I'm his, not worried about his name. I don't think his body style translates well enough into the NFL. I think you see him turn into more of a burner guy. Okay. Unfortunately. Now, you want a name that, that that's, that's going to be up there? Rashard Bateman. Rashard Bateman came out. He's going to be. He's a name that's going to get drafted. I think somewhere in the first round, he's going to get drafted as a wide receiver two into like a Green Bay Packer. <laughs> Green Bay Packers, New Orleans Saints, somewhere right there. I think Rashard Bateman's going to be a guy that comes out of nowhere and and shocks a lot of people. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I want to just go ahead and say Jamar Chase since you left me, though, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is a, is a, is a shoe-in, I want to say, almost. If he, goes to, if he goes to Miami, I like Jamar Chase a lot. Um, what about if he goes to Cincy? With Joe uh, Burrow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, but there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I, I don't know if I like him as much there as I do in, in uh, Miami, but um, I've watched a lot of tape on him. I know you have too. I know his name's not out there like all the other big dudes are. But I'm going to take a total leap. I'm going to throw a dart at a phone book here, and I'm going to say Jalen Darden from North Texas. Mean Green. Wow. Is a guy, he's going to go late. Oh, absolutely. There's going to be no expectations on him. And if he goes to the right system with the right quarterback and the right team play set, I think he's got the skill set to be a top 30 wide receiver. Absolutely. Jalen Darton, guys, if, you, if you've never heard that name, Look it go, up. go out and check, check out some of his stats. You're going to hear his name quite a bit from Walker and I when we start getting into our rookies, which we're going to do, what, maybe a month or so after the Super Bowl? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go over some more recap right. and, and some other things uh, prior to that. Um, but you're going you're gonna to see and hear his name talked about frequently on this, on this podcast. Um, Go watch him. I mean, it, it, his routes are crisp. His hands are strong. Makes good plays for the ball. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a guy that's gonna be exciting to watch. He's gonna be one of those small college guys that come out of come out of nowhere and hit it. I absolutely love that. I love that take there because he's, he's he's got he's got the speed and everything else for a gadget guy. Um, as we're talking about wide receivers, everything else. What's the biggest thing a wide receiver needs? A quarterback that can get him the ball. I was going to say a helmet. They can't be on the field without a helmet. Oh, yeah, I guess that, too. Yeah. I guess oh, that, too. Okay. We're talking logical. Okay, uh, yeah, logical. Sorry. I mean, you probably shouldn't throw your helmet down or anything else, although it worked out for McCole Harvey. Yes. He threw his down, yeah. and look yes. what he did. Yes, yes, um, uh, We've seen, you know, uh, D.K. Metcalf throw him and his binky around a little bit. Um, his attitude gets him D.K. Metcalf is definitely the best wide receiver in the National Football League to, to suck on a pacifier during a game. <laughs> Dude, I think it's the dumbest thing ever, but it was whatever. It, it'll be his trademark for his career. Good for him. Yeah. He, he came out and found it. Marshawn Lynch with Skittles and yeah. D.K. Metcalf with binkies. Hey, man, we're, we just we just do a bit. We want to make sure we have, you know. Something's in the water up there <laughs> in Seattle, and I'm glad I'm not drinking it. Hey, you know we made our endorsements early, you know. 
Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. protein, protein powerball. But anyway, yes, all, <laughs> all the teams need quarterbacks. <laughs> the quarterbacks is is can't get the ball to a wide receiver without a quarterback. That's right. Now, so you got your QB changes that are uh, that could make huge impacts. We're gonna go over the question marks that possibly will change, might not change. Green Bay, we saw Aaron Rodgers' interview. He's, I think he might want out. We'll see how that plays out. Atlanta, new, new, uh, new GM, new coach. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, Denver, uh, is Drew Locke the answer? I like Drew Locke, but is he the actual answer there? Dallas, a lot of people forgot. Dak was on a tag this year. Dak is a free agent this year. Dak could be out the door if, if Dallas doesn't want to pay the man. Um, they, I, th- I think they should. Miami, Tua, they've talked about it already. Those are their question marks. Well, not no, Miami know. for more so than, than just Tua. Deshaun Watson could be knocking on that door. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to come down to a bidding war between Miami and New York Jets. If that's where Deshaun Watson wants to go, there's a good chance he could end up in either one of those places. Absolutely. And it changes the complexion of everything if he goes either place. Absolutely. absolutely. But there is, there is several teams that we know for a fact. Detroit, Stafford's yeah. out. They've already came out. Jets, probably taking one in the draft. Unless they trade for Deshaun Watson. Or if they want to stick with the Darnold train. Which would be a mistake, but yes. Yeah. Uh, we know the Jags, they're going to move on. Why not? Why would you keep a six-round draft? But mustache mania. I love him to death, and you know I do. I'd rot them George if my legs weren't fat. <laughs> well, your legs are so short, your, your pants would be jorts on most men. But that's beside the point. My jorts would be... Are you, Okay, all right, let me get moving on here. Houston, we know Watson wants out. He already said that regardless of who the coach yep, is, he yep. wants out. I, I thought for a while if, if – I if still they, think it is. I thought for a while if they signed Eric Bieniemy that he it's might stay there, but but we'll see. I think Bieniemy will pull him aside and be like, look what I got for you. Yeah. I still think so. Uh, Washington, they went through the carousel this year. I think you're going to see the, uh, the change there. Carolina, I just uh, – Teddy's not the answer. He might be one more year there, but he's not the answer for that team. Uh, New England, Cam Newton's out the door. He can't throw the ball. I don't see Belichick holding on to him. I do see Belichick making a push for some of these veteran, veteran quarterbacks, though. San Fran, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the answer either, but you may have to hold on one more year with Jimmy G. Uh, New Orleans, we already we heard Breeze is, uh, Breeze is probably out the door. Uh, Pittsburgh, you're looking at Big Ben might be out the door. We don't know yet. Um, I think a, a change in QB there. Uh, Indy, Rivers already officially announced his retirement. He's the first one to actually announce it. Uh, Indy definitely be in, 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 in movement for that. Uh, Chicago's another big team that I uh, somehow passed on. I just Trubisky is a free agent, so it'll be – they declined his fifth-year option, absolutely. so it'll be interesting to see. Now, okay, to wrap this up a little bit, we're, we're, we're on wide receivers, so keep that in mind. Matthew Stafford says he wants out. Oh, he didn't want out. I thought the coaching. No, no, it was a mutual decision. Oh, okay. He approached. Right. He approached the the staff. Dan Campbell signed a six year deal, biting kneecaps off. Signed a six year deal with them. They he he asked if it was a rebuild. They said yes, it's going to be a rebuild. He said I don't want to be around for a rebuild. They said we agree. They are going to, and they said it. They're shopping him to a team that has a chance to win. Okay. Okay. So Matthew Stafford wants out. Deshaun Watson wants out. Aaron Rodgers demanded a new contract today, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. So let's play a what-if game here just to end the episode. A what-if. Okay. A what-if Aaron Rodgers is in a Green Bay Packer next year. What if Deshaun Watson's not a Houston Texan next year? And Matthew Stafford. I want you to tell me. I'll do the same. Where, let's, start with, let's start with Deshaun Watson. Where does Deshaun Watson go that has the most impact on the wide receivers? Miami. 
Miami's got the receiving core there with Devontae Parker. They have a high draft pick. You get a quarterback that you like. Well, they have that high draft pick if they get Deshaun Watson. They still have another first-round draft pick they with do plenty have, of wide receivers out there. You're right, correct. I think with Parker there and, and, and um, uh, the receiving core that they have, I think that it, Watson makes the best, the best sense to go there. So I, I'm going to say Watson makes the most sense in uh, New York for the New York Jets. You got a young guy in Denzel Mims who could be a stud in the right system. You got Jamison Crowder, who <laughs> Jamison Crowder looks pretty good all year. I mean, not missing any time. We'd be talking about his name in the top thirty. Yeah, you got, you got, so you got Jamison Crowder. You got Denzel Mims. I still hold out a lot of hope for Chris Herndon, the tight end there. And well, Adam that, Gates is gone. Everybody, every, everybody, yeah, that team could be a Super Bowl contender next year I mean, <laughs> with Gate, the Gates man being gone. But they also have two first round picks that could add another weapon. Yeah, for for Deshaun Watson's core there. I, I would say that Miami has the better line, so it would give Deshaun Watson more time. But obviously, he doesn't need a great line to make things happen. He's a top five fantasy quarterback this year. I like his fit in the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers, where's his? Where's he scariest at? I think we're on the same page. I think he's scariest in, in San Fran. I think he instantly. San Fran has the defense there that's going to get back to healthy. They had a good, they had a good offensive line that will keep him well protected. And they got those. They got Debo Samuel, Kendrick Bourne, George Kittle. I mean, they oh, got the well, receiving. Who's George Kittle? They got the receiving core out there. I think he's Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. That that team can be scary, and and I hate to say it, but that's that's a scary fit for him. There's another team that's rumored in that same division. Aaron Rodgers, just stay out of that division. There's there's another team rumored in that division to be players and suitors for him. Which is the Los Angeles Rams. They need to get away from now. That. Let me say, if if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Los Angeles Rams, I take back what I said about Robert Woods. Okay, but <laughs> only if Aaron Rodgers goes there. If Jared Goff's still there, Robert Woods is terrible. If if Aaron Rodgers, if we're playing this what if game, if Rodgers goes to um, the Rams, if he goes to the Rams or San Fran, you're going to see a top ten wide receiver come out of one of those places. See, if he goes, Josh Josh Reynolds is a free agent. Van Jefferson. Will be a name to be keeping an eye yeah. on if you if you if you hear that Aaron Rodgers is going to um, the Rams. Interesting. All right. So last one here, um, Matthew Stafford. Where does Matthew Stafford go? That not only gives him because because it's it's on record that Detroit's going to try to send him to a contender. Where is it? Where is it? Matthew Stafford goes that gives him the best chance to win, and that has the best impact on wide receivers. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this one because I got two teams. I know we're on the same page for at least one of them. Go ahead and you take it, and uh, I'll take probably the other This team. one's going to pain me so much to say, and I'll bet it's not the team you're – Oh, the two things, no, teams I didn't think about of. that, but now I know who you're Denver. Oh. Denver pains me a lot to to say because I, I, do, I love Drew Locke. I'm a huge Mizzou Tigers fan. Uh, I own Drew Locke in our Dynasty <laughs> League. Uh, I did start him when he got me negative points when the week he got injured. Um, but if, if – if, Matthew Stafford goes to Denver where he has Jerry Judy, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Philip Lindsay if he re-signs there. You, there's not many places out there that could offer a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, something like that, and their defense is decent. So I understand that that's not necessarily the best chance to win. The best chance for him to win is, is probably Indianapolis. That's But the, best, the biggest place for impact in my mind is Denver. Absolutely. Uh, New England. <laughs> I think Belichick makes a play for Stafford, veteran QB, can throw the ball, has 
they get their defense back. I still think they're a contender for a wild card. I don't think they can beat the Bills outright. Oh, they're going to be a. They're going to be. They get that defense back. That's a top three defense. And you got to remember they they're missing. You know, Dante Hightower, one of the best linebackers in the game. Um, they have, they're missing edge edge rushers. They're missing a lot on that defense. I think if Stafford comes over there, it's going to cost them their number one corner there, though. Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, do you do you see Detroit in a rebuild wanting Stephon Gilmore? Absolutely, absolutely. The veteran presence there, the leadership that he shows. He obviously had to show it this year with everyone opting out. I think Gilmore makes a, a very good sense there because they have young corners there, and he's. Well, if I'm not one, mistaken, they have one young corner. They have a veteran who's. Been a stud in this league, and, and Desmond Trufant. Yeah, but so, I think they're going to add another corner in the okay, draft. That, that'll be interesting because that but, uh, that puts either Trufant or Okuda on the sidelines. But nonetheless, I, I New England, I love. I think he makes he makes a lot of sense. He could maybe get Kenny Galladay to come with him. Who knows? Or Marvin Jones. Or Marvin or Jones. Might. Or Danny Amendola, who's already has links to yeah, he's New England. There. Yeah, he's been. There. So I think you're going to see. I would absolutely love. Stafford moving to New England. Uh, Indy, I think, Indy makes is it. probably the most. Yes. Uh, Indy and San Francisco, possibly even. Those two are the most realistic in my mind. Yeah, I'm going to throw a dart at you. New Orleans. They're already contenders. Wow. Yeah, they. they <laughs> wow. Stafford going to New Orleans would be. Uh, not happening as a division. I don't want that. Oh, but but you wish Rodgers to come yeah, to my I hope, division. I hope Rodgers. <laughs> I hope Rodgers goes to the the Rams and Stafford goes to the Niners. <laughs> I mean, I but, the Seahawks can ride the bottom of that division for all I care. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think you see. Um, uh, New Orleans could be a factor with one of these veterans. They have the whole team there. Everybody's. I mean, there's not. They're not losing a whole lot this off season. If you if you're the general manager of either the Miami Dolphins or the uh, New York Jets, and you miss out on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, would you consider yourself to be a player for Matthew Stafford on a much cheaper deal? Much cheaper, the Jets, much, cheap, much cheaper trade deal, I should say. The Jets, no, because I think they are in full rebuild, and they have Sam Darnold. They can hold out and see what he can actually do without Adam Gase there. And uh, the other team was, who did you say? Um, Miami. Miami. No, I like to. Uh, I, I, yeah, as a GM, I'd rather see what I have in a young guy in either absolutely. of those teams. And both, both of those guys, you got young guys there. You're getting, you know, everything, the boat going with them. You get an offseason with them. I, I think Stafford, you see land in Indy, New Orleans. He's going he's gonna to land with a veteran team. Another one that's a dark throw that could be in the play for Matthew Stafford, the Washington football team. They have a defense to already move them into, into playoff contention, obviously. Add that one upgrade. I think Washington football team could be a player in these sweepstakes. Yeah, I definitely agree. Ron Rivera gets a quarterback and look out for that team. Absolutely. All right. Well, without further ado, that wraps it up. Absolutely. As always, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.